Rolling Stones magazine released an updated version of the top 500 albums of all time. A list like this was bound to spark controversy. So I'm here to give my opinion on how these albums stack up. I'm Gibbs, and welcome to the Rolling Review. What is up everybody? Gibbs here with number 446 on the Rolling Stones top 500 greatest albums of all time. It's Alice Coltrane with Journey and Sachin Donata. Journey and Sachidonata is the fourth solo album by Alice Coltrane. The title and title track reflects Coltrane's inspiration by Swami Sachidonata, hopefully I'm saying that right, whom Coltrane had become a disciple of. The album was recorded during November of 1970 and released in February of 1971. The genre of the album is avant-garde jazz and it was released on the label of impulse with an exclamation producers on this album were alice coltrane and ed michael this album is the first all instrumental album that we've gone through so far and really the first true jazz album that we have done so far as other albums may have incorporated some jazz elements but this one is true jazz, very experimental jam session jazz. Alice plays both piano and harp on this album, which she was one of the few jazz musicians to feature a harp on an album. This album is almost 40 minutes long, but only consists of five tracks, with the majority of the tracks being rather lengthy, with the exception of Stopover Bombay. But for the most part, these are very long tracks. Side B, if you were buying the record of it, Side B contained two songs, with one of the tracks being almost 12 minutes long. So you get some very lengthy tracks on this album, but I felt like that was a good and bad thing, as sometimes it seemed like the parts would repeat and the songs tended to drag on a little bit but maybe that's just being a little picky just because it's an instrumental piece and you're not really getting a sense of when it's going to wrap up although there is no lyrics on this album so there is no story being told in that way the music is meant to tell a story and was inspired by different events, such as Stopover Bombay was referring to a five-week stay in India, and the Sri Lanka, where Alice had spent some time. Something about John Coltrane is based on themes by her late husband, John Coltrane, and Isis and Osiris reflected Coltrane's interest in the Middle Eastern and North African music culture. She also reflected her interest in Indian classical music by featuring a tambora, which really made a lot of the tracks on the album. I really enjoyed because it did give a lot of the tracks a worldly feel, and I really enjoyed that added instrument on the album, which is just a background instrument. It isn't an instrument that's meant to be played and soloed on. It's meant to just add support for the rest of the song. And I felt like it did a good job 
on the album of adding that extra support and really giving the tracks something special to them. Which is really good because a lot of the tracks needed something special added to them. There is some really great musicianship going on on a lot of these tracks, but they all did seem to have the same vibe, the same sound, and to me it felt like this whole album was just one big track split into five separate tracks, as most of the album, like I said, had that same vibe, same feel throughout the songs. Nothing really stood out. So because nothing really stood out, I don't really have a favorite track on this album, but that also means I don't really have a least favorite track on this album, so that's good. But looking at the big picture of things, this could also be bad, because nothing really stood out to me. And this is supposed to be the top 500 greatest albums of all time, so it's supposed to be memorable. And I just didn't get that with this. I felt like it was uh, very traditional what you would expect out of jazz. And I hate to sit here and speak negatively about it, because it is one of the only jazz albums that we've really went through. And it's the first instrumental album that we've went through. So, for those reasons, I see why Rolling Stone would want to include something like this on the list. But, maybe it belongs in a little lower slot. As, I just don't feel like it had the impact or really the notoriety of some of the albums that we've went through to this point. So for those kind of reasons, I'm going to move this one back to 490, putting the indestructible beats of Soweto right before it, just because they both offered a worldly feel, to me at least, and I just respect what the artists on the Soweto album did a little more than what this offering was. I found Suito to be a little more memorable. Maybe not so much that I respect it more, just it's more memorable. So for that reason, I'm putting this one back at 490, as I feel like everything else before it was just a little more memorable. So that will move the White Stripes Elephant up to 446 right now. So it's been moving on up. Next time, at 445, we will be going through yeses close to the edge. Remember, you can always let me know your thoughts and opinions by reaching me, the Rolling Review at yahoo.com, going over to Facebook, like in the fan page there, by searching at the Rolling Review. Until next time, I'm Gibbs, this is the Rolling Review. Stay safe and be kind.